if I lower the volume in association just with me and Willie. We are here to preview week 16 in the NFL. Oh my God, I cannot believe that there are just two weeks of the regular season left. It's so sad, but that also means there's a lot of football that doesn't mean anything. But there's also some football that means everything. We'll go through it all here on The Gridiron Show. Hello, Willie. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. That I was did very the thing. Funny. Yeah, I forgot to, to to turn it down, and I did the thing where you go, you start way, way far away from the microphone, and then you try and get closer. But that probably didn't work, given the uh, fact that I forgot to turn the whole. Well, the whole I, I, down. I was a little bit like, this is a bit loud in my ears, but maybe like the mix sounds fine in the studio. So when he sends me the audio, it won't be a problem. Uh, but apparently it was a problem anyway. It was funny. Uh, <laughs> no need to worry about it, mate. I All think good, basically as part good. of the whole the whole narrative of me continually getting uh, the intro wrong. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> I'm, and I'm fine with it. It's very funny. Uh, welcome to the Gridiron Show. Uh, me and Ollie Hunter. And it is practically playoff time at this point. A lot of the games this weekend having a huge impact on the playoffs. A lot of them having zero impact, so we will gloss over them and just very quickly give you our pick. Uh, Don't forget, with the playoffs coming up, you should head to touchdowntrips.com or call 01904-403355 because the playoff trips are... Coming up thick and fast, they can already quote for the likes of the Rams, the Saints, the Chiefs for their divisional games uh, as early as this week. And after this weekend's games, you'll have even a greater idea of who's going to be where and when so they can start quoting you and getting you the best prices on going to watch your team in action in the playoffs. Now, Ollie. No, Willie, I want to ask you, if, if you were to book with Ben one trip, and it can't be New Orleans because I know that's the only one that you'd want to go to, where would you want to go and watch playoff football? Uh, the Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, it's a great shout. I mean, I mean, Los there's An- not too Los much Angeles there. For the Rams would be pretty great. Uh, Chicago, it would be cold, but if they get, uh, assuming they get the home playoff game, which I know they they have, they won the NFC North last weekend, didn't they? Who did they beat again? Uh, <laughs> um, come on, Ollie, bit of fun. No, but is it fun? Is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it could work. Well, wait, my team have, have won four no, no, games all season. Chill out. Although you've not won many more than that, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Chicago's a great shout. I mean, plenty of places. Plenty of places I'd love to go and watch playoff football. Uh, so, yeah, they can start quoting on those. We'll have a really clear indication of who will be in and out of the playoffs after this weekend. And so we're just going to crack on and roll through the games. Later on, our friends at redzone.bet will... Uh, preview the televised games with us so should we just crack into the games yeah let's do it wicked wicked junglist massive uh starting off on saturday evening a game that i will not be watching live on tv because i'll be at city world watching the diehard 30th anniversary release uh that sounds amazing ollie i've already booked you a ticket don't don't start pretending like you weren't aware of this what do you mean i haven't got the email I liked your commitment to the art form there, but <laughs> uh, assuming that you want to come after work and my wife uh, is down to clown, then uh, we should definitely be going to watch that. So, I mean, 100%. And look, I, I said it earlier, more classic films have to be shown at the cinema. It would be so cool 
So cool to go and watch these movies back at back in the big screen. Has to be done. Cineworld, if you're listening, do it more. Neither of these teams can clinch a playoff place this weekend. Washington at seven and seven. The Titans at eight and six. Tennessee, huge home favourites. Because let's be honest, Washington, with all those injuries, aren't a very good football team. And just how bad does that make the Jags look that they managed to beat them with Josh Johnson under centre last week? The Titans come into this on a three game winning streak. I think that they are going to seal the victory today, go nine and six, and really throw a spanner in the AFC playoff picture works. Absolutely. Totally agree. Derek Henry has been an absolute freight train over the last two, three weeks. He's been amazing. Dion Lewis has, has played more of a secondary role, but I think that it, it, it actually suits the Titans more. And Henry's, it, it's all about momentum at this stage of the game. Uh, and this stage of the season and the Tennessee Titans are, are building that momentum along with T- Derek Henry building that momentum. I think he scored five touchdowns, 400 and something yards in the last two games. When you've got that, you nullify or you somewhat nullify some of the mistakes and the deficiencies in Marcus Mariota's game. And then when the defense with Kevin Bayard uh, still making big, massive plays and Jarrell Casey up front as well. I love. I actually really like watching this Tennessee team, despite their uniforms. Hashtag uh, watch. Only potential problem for them on defence, Logan Ryan, who's been the cornerback who's taken the most snaps this season, uh, fractured his fibula last week, and so he will be out this weekend. That potentially presents a problem, but the Washington passing game isn't very good. I'm taking Tennessee tonight. I Tennessee wish- at home. Yep. I get that for the American audience, it's better to have the games so that the better game is in prime time. But I kind of wish they could flip these games this weekend so that we could enjoy Ravens at Chargers at a reasonable hour. Because this is a banger of a game and yet it's going to be at 1.20am. So back to back late nights. Luckily, it's Christmas. So nobody <laughs> minds. People don't mind. And yeah, this is, this is going to be an absolute banger. Now... The, the at the StubHub Centre, we saw that it was about a 60-40 split between Chargers fans to Broncos fans. I know people out there think it's more, but Broncos jerseys show up better on TV than non-Broncos jerseys or than the Chargers jerseys. Um, but Baltimore, it's a long way to travel for a game which is essentially the day before Christmas Eve. I'm, I wonder if... More LA fans will turn up because it, it could mean... I mean, the Chargers are in the playoffs anyway, but they're really putting the pressure on Kansas City for that final that final kind of number two, maybe number one spot. Well, picking up, um, p- picking up the victory against the Chiefs with the two-point conversion on Thursday night, which not only put them to the 11-3 level with the Chiefs, but also gave them that little bit of extra impetus because of the it being the early week game and they had the extra three days to prepare for this one, which means that likely we'll have Keenan Allen back despite him landing on his hip nastily. We will have Melvin Gordon back, who was on the edge of playing last week. We'll have Mike Williams, who played the best game of his quite short career last weekend. Tyrell Williams uh, also looked really decent. So we actually the Chargers offense is really starting to fire nicely. And the Baltimore Ravens defense is undoubtedly a tough one. The big one is just how much the Chargers are going to have been able to have game planned for this, um, for this Ravens offense, because it's really exciting at the moment to watch Lamar Jackson and the running game really get going. And the fact that he can get, 
you know, the 150, 200 passing yards he needs, all basically off the running game, all of his threat to run. But he's coming up against his stiffest defensive uh, opposition so far. Like, you go through that run of games, and whilst the running game has been impressive, they've all been against teams who rank right down at the lower end of the uh, uh, of uh, rush defence. So... The Chargers, whilst they have had some backs, have some good times against them this season, have looked better and better on that of that defensive line as the season has continues. They've got hard tackling linebackers. They've got someone like Derwin James who can get involved in the box as well. I fancy the Chargers to be able to out-scheme the Ravens' offense and, uh, and, and keep them down, basically. So I will be taking Los Angeles, and it makes Sunday night football with the Chiefs. They win this on Saturday night. Or they move into that number one seed at least for kind of 24 hours and put massive pressure on the Chiefs for Sunday night football. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Just putting that pressure on, uh, squeezing the Chiefs, and then we'll then even better for for fans and journalists alike, we then get to see what the Chiefs are made of when the pressure is properly on them. Um, I quite like the Chargers in this as well. I, I like what they have... In the backfield, you mentioned Derwin James, but I think Adoree Phillips is having a really good year. Casey Haywood as well, Desmond King. I like what's going on out the, at the back there. And then the, their two megastars in, in Ingram and Bosa up front. I think it's massive that they've got Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon <laughs> back, his brother, Josh. Is, uh, is, <laughs> we'll talk about him later. But yeah, they've got Melvin Gordon back, which is going to be huge. Even though Justin Jackson did okay in, in he was a bit hot and cold. But they're going to have to be there at, at their absolute best to beat this staunch Ravens defense. But you're right. I, I love everything that um, John Harbour and congratulations John staying on for an extra year well um, I, I would be intrigued to know about this uh, Ravens fans on Twitter at Grenine at Will Gav at Tia uh, at Extra Time at uh, <laughs> said too Ollie much Hunter. time at work this week at Ollie Hunter get in touch with us on all of those various locations and let us know how happy are you with John Harbour returning he obviously has been the the head coach, the most successful in terms of sustained success, him and, and uh, uh, Billick obviously tied for a Super Bowl apiece. But there was, a, there was a lot of thought that he would be done this year and it's now confirmed he'll be continued into 2019 and there's going to be a longer term conversation over his future. So uh, yeah, Ravens fans, get in touch and let us know your thoughts on that. Should we rattle through some of the games that aren't so important? Just quickly on the, the Harbaugh thing, I think it's huge because... Um, there are a lot of coaching jobs coming up and the coaches that potentially are available, it's like a, a poor coaching class that's going to be coming out of this year. And I think they've realised that and thought, do you know what? Harbaugh's the best thing that we've got. Um, let's keep him. But yeah, let's rattle through some of the other games that potentially don't mean as much. The Panthers on this horrendous six-game slide face-off with the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons were officially eliminated from the playoff hunt last week. And with the loss to the Saints, the Panthers all butt out. They have this game this week and the Saints next week to have a chance to go to 8-8 eight and eight and have everyone else around them collapse. It's clear that they don't think that's going to happen because Cam Newton has been rested. I'm going to take the Falcons on the road. I think you I just have can't to. See Taylor Heineke putting up a, an NFL win. I'm sorry. I know he's I think your you have to. We don't. We don't know how good Taylor Heineke is in any way. I mean, the we know what Carolina's like, and we know um, 
that Eric Reed is getting kind of he's getting pers- it, it feels like he's getting persecuted by the NFL with the the amount of drug testing he got fined for a, for a hit going out of bounds that he is massively questioned on Twitter this week so he, but Colin Kaepernick would have been great in here but I know we keep saying Colin Kaepernick would have been perfect here could have been perfect there could have been done a job there could have been done done a job here I think you have to take Atlanta given that their defense is slightly getting better and their their quarterback is far superior to the Carolina quarterback. Sorry, and Ollie, I'm I'm not a big fan of you talking about Colin Kaepernick here when we've got the clearly more important topic of Pro Bowl snubs to talk about. <laughs> the silence that's greeted that is very funny. I mean, seriously, I reckon most of our listeners don't care about Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, I, it was it's a an joke. absolute farce. <laughs> it was I know, a joke. I know you said on it your, was a joke on, on your online ire slash WhatsApp ire that everyone was banging on about Pro Bowl snubs, and you were like, "You, Ollie, really went off on one," and it was absolutely glorious to see, hear, watch happen. I was a huge fan of it, Ollie. So I think I've broken that group, by the way. <laughs> it's great. No one's talked in it for about three days, and it's been fantastic, uh, hasn't it? It's been glorious. Uh, Don't yeah, worry, right. there's NFL football back tonight, so the hot take machine that is the Gridiron Brain Trust, or whatever they've called it, will uh, will get back and firing, I'm sure. Uh, tell us about Packers at Jets, Ollie. Why should anyone care? Oh, are we playing the Jets? You're in New York to play the Jets, having <laughs> not... Do you know what? I'm taking the Jets. You've not won away from home all season. I am taking New York to get an upset. I've taken the Packers. Rodgers wants to play. He wants to make a statement. I think he'll fling it about. Aaron Jones probably won't be... I think he's been put on IR. So Capri Bibbs has taken over Aaron Ripkowski's jersey. Hashtag kit watch, number 22. Um, I think think the Packers will win. It's not even a homer pick. I actually think they'll beat the Jets. Uh, Let's... um, Let's... Turn our attention to a game that does have playoff implications. The Houston Texans at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles 7-7 seven and seven still have a chance. If they win out, that's the biggest chance because of the win over the Rams. The Eagles the kind of biggest movers. They even have an outside chance to steal the division still and are ready to pounce on a playoff spot should the Vikings collapse, which... Doesn't look that unlikely. The Texans have all but guaranteed their playoff spot. They need one more win to clinch the division. And with the uh, and with the Patriots slipping off the pace a little bit, they also have a real good shot at the uh, at the second seed as well and getting a bit of home field advantage for the playoffs. I was impressed with what we saw from the Eagles against the Rams. And I think up front, particularly defensively, they're looking better than they have for a good chunk of the season. They'll need that if they're going to stop the Texans. This is a this is a really intriguing matchup after last weekend's results. What would you prefer? A Texans win, which gives the chance of the Patriots slipping out of the number two seed, just the chance, or I'm going to give you... It does, e- more, it, it does more no, than no, a no, chance. No, 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 no. It all but guarantees it, pretty much. Okay, all right. Allow me to, to do my scenario. So that, or... The Eagles win, they win next week, and the Cowboys fall out of the playoffs. What would you prefer? Uh, you personally. As yeah, I know. Will Gavin. At well, Will Gavin. So here's the thing. I don't think that the um I don't think the the Cowboys, I've been looking at their recent schedule and watched back some of their recent games. Like 
Come back to me, Dallas fans, who are suddenly acting like they're Super Bowl champions, when you've actually managed to beat a team by more than one score, when you've actually managed to put a hurting on them that your defense suggests, when you've actually, like, I, I've, I've actually unfollowed some prominent Cowboys people because of how over the top they've been about their recent run, obviously ignoring the fact that they got bageled recently. Um, Pray for they, Richard Graves. Yeah, exactly. And I know I followed, I still follow Richard Graves, but it's borderline. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the fact is, is that I don't think the Cowboys, I think they'll lose at home to the Seahawks, if that's who they end up matching up with. And they haven't got a chance going on the road against any of those two teams who are in the top two seeds, as far as I'm concerned, unless the Rams really have completely collapsed. So I would have the Texans win so that uh, the Patriots are kept out of the two seed. And uh, yeah, that's absolutely the direction I'd go in. Me too. Well done, buddy. I'm glad we got there in the end. I just love what DeAndre Hopkins is doing so far this season has just been incredible. The way the way he has completely upped his game. He's in the conversation for a top three wide, wide receiver in the league. How consistent he's been, especially given that there's nothing else around him and he's having to do it sometimes double covered. Uh, we'll, I expect to see Malcolm Jenkins tailing Hopkins around the field. And actually, I think, and this is just a, something maybe off the top of my head, but I think when Malcolm Jenkins has been on a star wide out, he hasn't performed up to a level like he does when he bullies maybe a number two or a lower rated number one so I think that that matchup will be really interesting to see I'm going to take the Texans I think that the defense is really good I know the Eagles have a little bit of momentum from last week but the, the Texans can see the finish line and they have to have to go for it uh, uh, this is a barnstormer of a game I am going to say I stand by my uh, my accusations of last week. Accusations isn't the right word, but I can't think what the right word is because I'm very tired on Saturday morning. I am going to say that the Texans are a well-coached team with three or four superstars rather than actually a good balanced football team. And mm. I think Nick Foles gets the win. Eagles Hello. to go to eight and seven. Hello. I'm going to take the Texans to win. Because but- you're sensible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sensible, and I like what you've done. It's it's a it is a, a balls out on the table kind of move. Why are you talking about my balls? Saturday morning, mate. I no don't host, no, no need for that in my life. Apologies, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on and talk. Oh. Right, I, I said uh, we were going to focus more on games that still have playoff hopes in them. I guess technically that's true of the Jags going to the Dolphins at 7-7. Seven and seven. The problem is, is that the Dolphins are sitting behind three teams tied for the sixth and final seed in the AFC. They need to win their remaining two games and have a lot of other stuff go in their direction to make it work. I think the fact that last weekend we got wins not just for the Ravens, but the Steelers and the Titans and the Colts as well was a real death knell in the Dolphins season. Um, That... Jags are obviously already out, but that loss last week, which was a pretty hefty loss to the Vikings was, uh, I think, the, the death man in their coffin. However, the Dolphins are the ultimate 8-8 eight and eight team. So yeah. I'm going to... Uh, and, and the Jags haven't been very good, so I'm going to say they're going to win this weekend and keep those small hopes alive. Do we know who's starting for the Jags at quarterback? Still Kessler, isn't it? Is it still Kessler, despite 
was it 20 net yards of, of they, uh, through the air last week? They have scored six, nine and 13 points through the last three weeks. Maybe Blake Bortles and Nathaniel Hackett weren't actually that bad. Well, we saw it last year that, that they got something out of Bortles. Something went wrong or has been going wrong with Bortles for a couple of years. But I t- it's, it's Doug Marone being, doing like a... Is he a very poor man's Jose Mourinho where he is playing <laughs> players like um, uh, Scott McTominay at, at centre-half to make a point? Is he doing this with Cody Kessler, Doug Marone, making mm. a point? No, I think Doug Marone did a really good coaching job last season and has been put in a really difficult situation by um, uh, by Dave Caldwell because Dave Caldwell just over three years refused to ever get anyone in to be competition at, uh, at quarterback. And, uh, you know, I suspect Doug Marone loses his job, but I think it'd be shocking if Caldwell didn't as well. I think they should do a complete front of office clean and know that if they can bring in a new quarterback with a good coach and a GM who can work well with the coach, with a decent draft pick this season, and with all the talent that they've got, then the Jags still have a potential to keep their Super Bowl window pried open. But I think it takes a bit of a radical change now, which is odd because normally I favour the yeah, stick with what's working, but it's clearly not working, is it? So, um, All right, yeah. here's one for you, Willie. By the way, are we both taking the Dolphins? I know you're yeah. just... Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take the Dolphins, but here's one for you as Maka from TalkSport 2 would say. Um, f- Dave Caldwell is Edward Wood, uh, basically. He needs to go. Um, but also, what if Flacco comes in to the Jags next year? I know we'll, we'll talk about all of this. That leaves an a- opening at uh, Baltimore, which is a, a bit of a progressive city. Our man, Cap, comes in to back up Jackson next year They've, he's got the relationship with, with the Harbour twins I'm all over it yeah unfortunately the, A they're not twins but unfortunately I know I don't, unfortunately um, they are the one team who really did kick the tyres a bit more on Kaepernick and decided to not go with him so I don't could still think happen. could still that, happen I don't think that'll change why are we why, why why are you holding this podcast up I know that it's a more important topic as we said than the Pro Bowl but uh but let's. Uh, I know, I know. Let's, the next game. The next let's game. through. <laughs> Bills at Patriots. What's happening there? So, this is in New England, and the Patriots are two touchdown favourites. I like the Bills to keep this much closer than that for many, many reasons. Firstly, Josh Gordon. Oh, we didn't. With the Dolphins, by the way, Frank Gore planning to come back for season 15. Yes, Frank Gore. Uh, but otherwise, uh, back to this game. I think this is the worst Patriots team since 2008, 2009, around then, when mm-hmm. they missed out on the playoffs at 11-5 and five when the Dolphins won that division and then they lost in the wildcard round to the Ravens, got hammered by them in the 2009 season. Uh, you know, that we thought that the, the Belichick-Brady era might be done then off the back of the loss to the... Uh, off the back of the loss to the to the Giants in the Super Bowl. And actually, I think the Bills' defence match up really well on what the Patriots do. I think the Patriots still get a win here, but no Josh Gordon now. Rob Gronkowski looks like he moves about as well as I do when he gets into the open field. Like, honestly, he looks like a sixth lineman out there. He just has absolutely no burst. I, like, I really liked your idea of just essentially giving him a year off and then seeing if he'll mm. continue his career after that. 
I think the Patriots win. I think they seal the division. I think they move to 10 and 5, all of those boring things. But honestly, I, this Patriots team right now does not look like anything like a threat in the playoffs. It's a lot of heart going overhead here. But I've done a lot of head over heart earlier on in the picks. I'm going to say Buffalo. <laughs> I really like, I think it's they one are, of the most... They are nearly two touchdown underdogs, Ollie. I absolutely love it. I'm taking Buffalo. I really like watching Josh Allen. I, I, I re-watched the Bills game last week and he's just, he's just so much fun to, to see what he does. He, he puts his body on the line. The defence is really good. Our man Lorenzo Alexander is having a great year. I, I'm going to take the Bills. I think the Patriots are a bit of a mess. If it was in Buffalo... I'd be all aboard, but I'm the classic gonna... Ollie Hunter switcheroo. You mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take the. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots. Hello, you're listening to the Horse Ramble Daily, where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more every day during the Cheltenham Festival. Betway are giving you the chance to win fifty thousand pounds in the free-to-play four-to-win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. <laughs> Full time supply, 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org. Do you remember when the Colts started the season one and five and were absolutely dreadful? Unbelievable. They're now eight and six. They welcome the Giants into Lucas Oil Stadiums in a three-way tie with Baltimore and Tennessee for the second wildcard berth in the FC. The Ravens hold the tiebreaker, but them and uh, them or Pittsburgh losing once completely opens the door up because if the Ravens win out, but the Steelers lose one of their remaining two games, then they'll be in above the Steelers on the wildcard place as the Ravens will clinch the division. If the Ravens lose, then they can move above the Ravens by winning out. And the Ravens have to go to the Chargers this weekend. And as we're going to talk about, the Steelers have to go to the Saints. You're telling me there's not a possibility that one of those two is going to lose this weekend. Come on, the Colts, into that sixth wildcard place, and then head into New England and tear shiz up. That's yeah, why I deflate, the, deflate your balls. Brilliant. No. <laughs> Uh, so I'm um, can I can I I'm going to quickly it's not a massive I know there's I've been banging on about and going on tangents but T.Y. Hilton you've got you're going to take one of these two players T.Y. Hilton <laughs> this is this is Ollie Hunter tangent week and I'm liking it a lot T.Y. Hilton or DeAndre Hopkins next year you've got them for the rest of their, their careers at San Francisco which of those two players do you want to be catching balls from Jimmy Garoppolo. So, sorry, it's either... DeAndre Hopkins or T.Y. Hilton. DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins has seen the biggest improvement of any wide receiver in the NFL over the last year and a half. I still stand by that he's not very good early in downs. Like, he's surprisingly not got that good a get-off. But he's the got the best hands and is so good in traffic. He reminds me of AJ Green without getting injured so much. Mm-hmm. I, I love DeAndre Hopkins. T.Y. Hilton obviously has a role to play in an offense, but yeah, DeAndre Hopkins all day for me. Absolutely. Okay. No, no, fine. That's all good. 100%. I'm going Colts. Uh, Ryan Kelly coming back last week, came back last week. Then Marlon Mack had 139 rushing yards and a touchdown. Just shows you how important he was and how much he was missed. I think they're going to run all over the Giants and batter them. Um, okay, Will um, Will Darius Leonard says he wants 40 tackles uh, because of the 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 
the Pro Bowls. Pro, I mean, Pro that Bowl is snub. near literally impossible. In it fact, is I impossible. It... How many tackles is he going to get? Fourteen. I'll take the under on that. I think he'll get thirteen. Fine. We will see. Okay. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to the Cowboys. Cowboys looking to clinch the NFC East. Uh, they've got, basically, the Cowboys have got a ham and egg last two weeks. Uh, two five-win teams left on its schedule. Obviously, we're looking to erase that stank from last week's 23 to nothing loss at Indianapolis. That really showed to me that the Cowboys are not the world-beating team that their fans seem to think they are. And Amari Cooper... Uh, we said it before the game last weekend. Amari Cooper has had nice, easy corners to go up against. That's what has made a big difference to me. However, I don't much fancy this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense to do a huge amount against them. And it's difficult not to see a Dallas win this weekend. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take the Cowboys here. Uh, Zach Martin was out last week. They lost Xavier Suofilo early in the game as well, which really didn't help. But Suofilo should be back. That's yep. the other thing to pay attention to. I've got nothing more to say about the Cowboys. They'll win against the Buccaneers. Bungles at Browns. The Browns can sweep the Bengals for the first time since 2002. And they can move to 7-7-1 seven, seven and one with a win this weekend. Go on those Brownies. It's the Hugh Jackson revenge game again. Um, <laughs> the Hugh Jackson revenge revenge game. Yeah, exactly. Look, uh, per Adam Levitan on Twitter... Uh, he said that Nick Chubb leads the NFL in, in yards after contact per attempt. Hugh Jackson played Carlos Hyde for almost two months over mm -hmm. Nick Chubb. Ridiculous. The bloke's a, 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 he is on the perfect team. The bloke is a bungle on the bungles. The Browns will win. Baker Mayfield is going to throw all over them, celebrating Jackson's face. Come on, Brownies! I'm all for it. I'm taking the Browns as well. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings head to uh, the Lions, uh, five and nine. The the Vikings, basically last week, there was a kind of a bit of a, a funny situation last week where obviously they got running the ball and that made a big difference. And that's not the Lions' strong suit to defend that. But actually, I thought they looked way better on the defensive line as well and have done over the past three or four weeks. And I just think that with Matt Stafford, you've got a guy who gets hits a lot, who takes... They, they, they sacked Ryan Tannehill nine times last week, and they did it by blitzing and blitzing and blitzing. They now lead the league with 47 sacks after last weekend. It's the most in a single season for Minnesota since Zimmer took over as head coach. And the Lions, well, they, they conceded 10 sacks against the Vikings earlier this season. I'm going to take the Vikings to go in there, dominate the Lions' offensive line, and go to 8-6-1. Uh, I don't like the Vikings. I like parts of the Vikings, but I find... <laughs> Hashtag stating the obvious. No, no, no. I like, some of the I like some of the players. I like some of the things that they do, especially on defense. But I find Mike Zimmer wholly unpalatable and a really unlikable bloke. And therefore... Wow. I just don't want them to win. Not whilst he's in charge. So I'm pulling for a Lions victory. I don't think they're good enough across the board, apart from maybe at quarterback. I will take I'll take the Vikings, but I don't want to. <laughs> and I think the Lions will keep it close. 
The 10 and 4 Chicago Bears head to the 4 and 10 49ers. Only four and a half point favourites in this one. They've clinched their postseason berth. Uh, they potentially could improve their seeding. They could move up to that third spot. It looks seriously unlikely that they'll be able to take a uh, uh, take a, a seeding unless both the teams in first and second collapsed over the next couple of weeks. But they... <laughs> Basically, they've not been that great on the road this season. They've been very good in Chicago. They've got to go across the country to a place where the 49ers have played everyone pretty tough. Just three and three on the road, seven and one at home. I uh, I expect the Bears to go there and win, but I like that the line is quite low because I think this will be a tougher game than, uh, than, a lo- than a lot would probably predict. I'm taking the 49ers. They're playing hard. I love were, that. I, were, I'm, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this week. They're, they're play, <laughs> look, it's the end of the week. It's the end of the season or the regular season. I am being how a lot of teams should be. They should just be lobbing it up there, trying to hit the home run every time. And that's what I'm doing. And I think the 49ers, no one apart from you and I expected, expected them to beat the Seahawks last week. And they did it. They played hard. They played I thought a really solid game planned game. And I think that Shanahan will use is using these games against teams that are expected to beat them as kind of I'm gonna show off and I'm gonna show you how good a coach I am from getting the best out of Nick Mullins. Matt Breeder being back is huge because I thought he was excellent last week. With George Kittle, they're always gonna have that threat offensively. It's all about whether they can stop Khalil Mack and the rest of that defensive line and I think they will the Bears intensity will have dropped because it was against the Packers last week there will be some sort of there won't be that intensity there again I'm taking the 49ers and and I'm happy about it I'm going to give you the two stats which make me like the 49ers on offense more considering they're facing that absolutely terrifying Bears defense is that firstly Eddie Jackson if if you're sensible in Chicago you've clinched that playoff place you've clinched home field for the wild card at least you don't play Eddie Jackson this week he sprained his ankle you let you keep him out of the game that helps I think they don't have a lot of weaknesses on defense but slot corner and potentially if they've not got Eddie Jackson that safety position Dante Pettis has 338 yards and four touchdowns over the last four games is fifth in the league in yards after catch I think Dante Pettis has the chance for a good game Nick Mullins it's a really interesting thing I heard them talk about this in the around the NFL podcast Nick Mullins has nearly 50% of his yardage comes from yards after the catch which you first hear that and you go, oh, hold on. That's, uh, that makes it sound like he's, his numbers are inflated. What I hear there is I hear what a well-schemed offense that they're managing to get guys open, that he's throwing them open, that he's throwing with anticipation and that he's giving them the opportunity to pick up those yards after catch. Yes, sometimes those yards after catch are George Kittle absolutely wrestling off five guys and managing to pick up more yards. But a lot of the time it is them throwing someone like Dante Pettis open on the slant by hitting him in stride at the right moment and letting the field open up in front of him. I've been really impressed with Mullins. I don't think he's Garoppolo, but I also I also think that, you know, if he decides to stick around in San Francisco, which he's an undrafted rookie, so it'd be amazing if he didn't, short term at least, then he's a very, very high-end backup and could even end up being a starter in the NFL in the longer run. He's, he's, he's got the most... Um, 
it's I'm sure for an undrafted rookie yeah. playing in his rookie season, he pretty much dominates all the all-time stats. That's where I was going with it, with it. Something like he's the best undrafted rookie in a rookie season of all time. Huh. Like everything that he's been doing, yards, touchdowns, QBR, all of that. It, it's, it is incredible. He's doing a great, great job. Shanahan's done a great, great job with him and proving that he's a good coach. I'm taking the 49ers, and I think you're leaning that way as well. I can feel it. Future, take, future Hall of Famer Nick Mullins, but I'm still taking the Bears. Take the defense. Niners. Take the Niners. <laughs> Boo the you, Gavin. <laughs> the reeling Rams head to the 3-11 and Cardinals, having had a pretty rough couple of weeks. If there's a week for you to get healthy, this looks like it might be it. The Rams can clinch at least the number two seed with a win uh, this weekend. I am taking the Rams to go and beat the Cardinals, and I don't think it's even going to be close, so much so that we can probably just move on. Yep, Rams. Do you remember what the score was when these two faced in week two? No. 34-0. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see I wouldn't be surprised to see something similar. Twenty one. Uh, the, Sa- the Saints are the top seed in the NFC. If they win out, they have home field advantage through the playoffs in Dat Dome. The Steelers bounce back and are now top of the AFC North, uh, but need to at least mirror the Ravens in the final two games to even guarantee playoff football. They had a big, big win for them from their perspective last week. And um yeah, they come into it, I'm guessing, with, you know, Boyd, the bit of passion, the bit of excitement. But the Saints' offence, despite despite the fact the Saints' offence has misfired in the last three or four weeks, their defence is the best in the NFL in points per game over the last four weeks, the best in yards per game over the last six weeks. They've been restricting teams in the last month to 12.3 points per game. This is there's so many fascinating matchups in this game. You know, Eli Apple's come in and been really important for the Saints, but how do they deal with do they play do they do something similar to what the Patriots ended up doing last week? And do they play their number one on Antonio Brown? So Lattimore just matches up with Brown and then Eli Apple with safety help rolling over to his side deals with Juju Smith Schuster. Or do you put your number one on Juju and double team Antonio Brown? What do you do with the tight ends? Like They've been brilliant, but the Steelers' offense probably represents the best that they faced down that stretch. Yeah, oh no, do you know what? Saints at home. I can't not take them. I'm taking the Saints. Oh man, I'm taking the Saints at home. You've got I, I, look the Steelers. It was a, a statement win, I've, but often you see when teams have put so much into the week before, be it a, a last play or a win against a rival, which the Patriots are, you see a, a downturn the next week. And I think you're going to see that this week when the, the Steelers go to the Saints. The Saints at home field, even if it was the other way around, Breeze has been playing well outdoors. I'm taking the Saints. Two games left to discuss, and we start off with Sunday Night Football. It's exclusively live, of course, on TalkSport with uh, me and this guy, down the line in the studio. It is the Kansas City Chiefs coming off the back of that loss to the uh, coming off the back of that loss to the Chargers, facing the Seahawks coming off that back of loss, lost the back of the loss to the 49ers. <laughs> Can Pat Mahomes go in and work his magic? Or will the Seahawks tendency to be good at home in December win out? I mean, this is a great game. This is just a great game. It's an absolute st- 
donking game, isn't it? As as uh, you've recently trademarked, it's a barnstormer. Um, I love this game. I love this game in uh, so many ways. The Chiefs, and do you know what? The Chiefs, ever since getting Justin Houston back, at, I know he's not exactly what he was three or four years ago, but what he does bring is leadership and I think that's key for that defence. And the defence have been playing far better over the last two or three weeks. This is a team, or this this is a, a game of two teams where the the crowds are loudest in their home for, in their home stadium. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I don't think the Chiefs will be over will be overawed by that. I think that they'll be able to deal with everything that CenturyLink will throw at them. The CenturyLink crowd at the, that fabled twelfth man, Blah. but. I love this game. I'm so glad it's it's a Sunday night football game because this you've got both offenses are really exciting. I really watched the, the the Seahawks game last week, and Tyler Lockett is having a really really good year, and he's making Russell Wilson look better than Russell Wilson is at the moment because Lockett is doing is catching everything. I, I love it. I'm sure neither of their UK-based fan bases will agree with us. But having these two teams lose against each other is probably the best thing that could have, uh, the best thing that could have happened to this game. Having them, uh, having them actually... Yeah, have it, having them uh, both lose last week puts... This is a huge playoff... A game with huge playoff implications on both sides of things. The Chargers can put that pressure on the Chiefs, as we talked about. The Seahawks... I'm intrigued by how the Chiefs run defence play because obviously Chris Jones had an absolutely monster game last week and up front they have been good. Justin Houston, another really good shout. But Chris Carson and Mike Davis continue to look decent. 14 of Wilson's 31 attempts last week were to running backs out of the backfield. That's something they need to try and deal with as much as possible. But I think Damon Williams can get some play here. I think he has a really good chance of a good week here against that Seahawks defense. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs to go to 12 and 3, the Seahawks to fall to 8 and 7, and leave themselves in a position where next week, if all of my predictions come right, which obviously they won't, but if they were to, then you're suddenly sitting at 8 and 7 Seattle with some teams nipping right at them heels. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Willie. I'd love it if the uh, the Seahawks struggled to make it into the playoffs. I, I'm not going to say not to make it in because I've got some really great people that we've met recently that are Seahawks fans, and it would be nice for them. But for me, I don't want to see the Seahawks in the playoffs because there's that <laughs> rivalry there. And... I really love the Chiefs. I want the Chiefs to win. I'm taking the Chiefs. Heart overhead. Come on, Chiefs. And then we get Broncos Raiders on Monday Night Football. I mean, I guess this is a good game because they're both not very good football teams. The don't, Broncos officially out of the playoffs as of last week. It's the last ever game in Oakland, probably. That's something. Go on, Broncos. They've allowed 33 points per game at home this season. But then the Broncos, their their leading targets over the last two weeks have been Deshaun Hamilton and Tim Patrick. Yeah, that... oh, this is an ugly game of football. I'm taking the Raiders because they're at home. I'm taking the Broncos because the Raiders have John Gruden. <laughs> Very good. Right, that rounds us up. I'm just going to tell you. Here is how the playoff seeding will look 
based on my predictions this week. If everything plays out the way I've said it will play out, which it obviously won't, but here we go. In the AFC, the Chiefs will be in the first seed and have uh, all but sealed that. Uh, the New England Patriots will have moved up into the second seed with Houston losing. And the wildcard games will currently look like Indianapolis at Houston and Los Angeles at Pittsburgh. That's obviously with one week left to go. On the NFC side, you'll have the 13-2 and two, uh, Saints, the 12-3 and three, uh, Rams, and then everyone sitting on the outside of that. Chicago, Seattle, Minnesota, Dallas, taking up the remaining spots. Oh. Philly hot on their heels. Yeah, they, they won't be hot on their heels if Have you gone the, Dallas Yeah, but you went the weekend, Eagles, though. though, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did in that game, but I didn't. I took the Cowboys against the uh, against the Bucks because it'd be silly not to. I think nine and seven makes it into the playoffs, and if the Eagles get to nine and seven, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, but they have to rely on Seattle not also getting to nine and seven because I think they've got the tiebreakers. We'll figure that all out next week. There's no need to figure it out now, Ollie. We need to get going, and I need to post this because it's Sunday morning. Have you any final thoughts? Saturday morning. <laughs> I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. Uh, I watched. And what a great movie, Under Siege, last night. Oh, a Christmas classic. An absolute. And Tommy Lee Jones as the, the maniacal baddie is probably the best thing about that. Oh, and um, and uh, Gary Boosie as well, as a duo of baddies. Great baddies. Real comic, um, not slapstick, but you know what I mean. They're kind of obvious baddies. If uh, it's a it's a real throwaway, you can faff around on your phone. Throwaway movie, you can faff around on your phone whilst watching that movie at the same time. If if, uh, if you can find it, put it on. It's a good way to 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 let your brain relax for two hours. If you are looking for a a, a binge over the, your Christmas week off, like a lot of people have, and you're not planning to go and just watch hours and hours of NFL Network and NFL Films replays on Game Pass then may I recommend The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. What's this all about? Finish the first season, deep into the second season now. It's very, very funny. All right, I'll check and it like out. The, I, and I like the 50s setting, and I like the characters, and it's quite feel-good, and it's well worth a watch. Sounds good. All right, buddy. All right, mate. Lovely. All right. What's... Christmas recommendation, a little present for the listeners. Uh, let's. I will present you now, see what I did there, with the latest odds with our friends at redzone.bet. Unless, Ollie, any last things you'd like to add? See you later. Merry Christmas, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, probably. I mean, All right. definitely. <laughs> Who knows what could happen in the next 24 to 36 hours, Ollie? 100%. Uh, <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> right. Let's take a look now at the latest odds with our friends at Red Zone Sport. I uh, know Red Zone dot bet. I nearly did the old name, Warren. I've, I've done so well at not doing it in the videos and then I nearly spat it out then. Uh, they have the very best odds on the NFL. Don't believe me. Just check the prices. Uh, Warren is with us to look forward to the TV games. And again, this weekend, a pair of Saturday games, Warren, starting with Washington, Washington in Tennessee to face the Titans. Yeah, uh, cheers, Will. I don't care what name you call me as long as you say Red Zone. So, um, <laughs> uh, and it's polite. Uh, yeah, it's a 10-point line, um, and the over-under is 37 and a half. Washington, are, you know, they've still got some slim uh, hope of making the wild card spot, haven't they? And, you know, that was a good win for them last uh, week. Um, and the Titans seem rejuvenated, uh, you know, with Derek Henry just being a bit of a monster recently. The, the, the Skins were able to win against the Jags 
as Kessler couldn't sustain drives against them and Josh Johnson was able to make some crucial plays with his legs. Um, I think he might be able to do the same this week. Um, but the Washington defense is playing a much better offense in Mariota, uh, uh, you know, and it's it's going to be harder to stop him than it was to stop Kessler. Um, that said, I think a ten-point line is a little bit high here mm. when there's, there's pressure on both teams. So I'm going to back um, the Washington Redskins plus ten points at 25 to 26 on our site. I don't mind that at all. I do not mind that at all. I think it's a, a tighter line and a tougher game to call when the Ravens head into Los Angeles in the late game Saturday. Yeah, now, you know, this is the, the Chargers. What, what a fantastic win they got at Arrowhead. Going for the two-point conversion, it, it, it went their way. Um, you know, they're, they're going up against a Ravens team that, you know, if Ravens can, can win this game and put, t- take control of the division just briefly before the Steelers game um, later on in the, in, in the weekend, then, you know, I think they're going to be really up for it as well. Um, I, I worry about the Chargers in this match. The offensive line, um, you know, although Rivers is good at getting the ball out and throwing it away, it's getting beat up. And Chris Jones last week almost single-handedly abused them, didn't he? So now they're going to play a very strong front of the Ravens, and, and I, I think they're overmatched. On the other side, you've got Baltimore's rushing ability, which, you know, it's that's a thing to behold what they've built there now with Lamar Jackson. Their offensive line is overpowering almost every other defensive line and they're creating running lanes for their backs and for Jackson. So uh, I think it's going to be really hard for the Chargers who are weak in the, up the middle and, um, and running the ball will negate the effect of Bosser and Ingram. So this is, this is not the type of offense the Chargers are going to like to play. And, and it reminds me a little bit of the Denver game, what they choked on a few weeks ago. So um, I think the bet to have here is the Ravens plus four and a half. Did I give you the the, the uh, points for that? I can't remember. Let me have a... Go for it again yeah. anyway, just in case. Here we go. Yep, it was... I'm working off two phones here. So for this game, yeah, it was four and a half points, um, our Chargers favourites, and the over-under is 42. So my suggestion would be to back the Baltimore Ravens plus four and a half points at 25-27 on our site. Stays tight. These games have stayed tight. Ravens taking teams to overtime, winning on late field goals. The Chargers winning with two-point conversions. So the team are given a good number of points. Again, don't mind this one at all. Uh, Sunday evening, the early kickoff uh, on TV uh, sees the Houston Texans travel to Philly to take on the Eagles. Now, I'm struggling. The line here is uh, that Philadelphia Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favourites. The over-under is 46 points. Um, I'm struggling to see how a 10-win team is underdogs to, to a 7-win team with, with their backup quarterback, albeit the quarterback that won in the Super Bowl last, uh, last year. Um, look, Foles uh, did the job uh, in, in Philly and, and, uh, with, against the Rams last week, but I think that was more about the Rams imploding rather than Foles sort of playing particularly well. Um, and um, I think the Eagles won't be able to run on Houston in the, in the same way they were able to, uh, to do last week. And Foles is going to need to air it out. And so this game, again, like we said before, could go either way. And I would be backing the Houston Texans on the money line, actually, because the one and a half points is, is, is neither here nor there. So to win the game with no points, the Houston Texans are 21 to 20. So I would be having a bet on the Texans 
to win in uh, Philadelphia. Liking the Texans in Philly. Uh, the big one, I think, uh, although actually Sunday night football is fantastic as well, but the Saturday evening game, the Steelers, having turned things around last week, going to New Orleans to face the Saints in the Dome. Who do you fancy? Well, it's a Sunday night game, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a six-point spread, so you can either back uh, Philadelphia with uh, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh with six points, the over-under is 53. Um, I think the Saints' defense is finally starting to get some recognition, isn't it? It's, you know, a few weeks ago, even though the, the, the offense has stagnated, their, their defense is now allowing the least points in the league in the last six games. So, you know, suddenly, if, if they can get everything to gel just at the right time, the Saints, then they're going to be very formidable, and quite rightly at the moment, they're the Super Bowl favorites now. Um, Big Ben's coming in, you know, and it was a it was a great emotional win for everybody who's not a Patriots fan last week, and um, they're gonna they're gonna be under a bit of pressure because I think, as we already said, that Baltimore might go in and and beat the Chargers. So if Baltimore have done that, then you've got Pittsburgh going into New Orleans needing to get a result, and I expect their their offense to give Saints, you know, a, a good test, um, and, and they're gonna test the corners of the Saints. But I just worry about the Steelers on defense. You know, it's going to be a tough time for them. They've got a couple of players out. Uh, and playing against the New Orleans Saints in the Mercedes Dome, you know, they're almost impossible to stop. So I'm going to be betting the Saints minus the points. It's minus six. Uh, that's the bet I'll be taking. I'm just intrigued to see the Steelers came up with such a good defensive game plan for the Patriots last week. Can they do something similar against the Saints offense, who hasn't quite reached its its highest heights in the last couple of months? I fancy the Saints to pull it off, but yeah, I, I feel tighter about it than a full touchdown, that's for sure. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs head to Seattle on Sunday night football. Both teams coming off a loss, and suddenly this game means a huge amount. Again, we're, we're, if we're predicting that Baltimore have won against the Chargers. That means the Chiefs are going to be able to relax because, you know, they've got the Raiders at home next week and that, that's, you know, as good as... What are you saying about the Raiders at home, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's exactly. That, that's, that's, a, that's almost as good as a give me. So then you're going to say, Seattle are going for their wild card, uh, wild card spot. So they're going, to be, they're going to be really going for it. I see this game as a bit of a shootout. I think that you've got Mahomes and Kansas. They're going to... They're going to the Chargers have lost. They're going to be there. They can relax. They can they can go through all their normal uh, attacking football with no pressure. So I, I think the over under here is 54 and a half. The line is two and a half points. So the 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 Seahawks are actually home dogs. So they're 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 um, have them plus two and a half points. But I'm going to go for the over 54 and a half points. I think Seattle need to win the game. They need to get, score some points. The Chiefs defense is is is, is pretty poor. Um, Russell Wilson's going to be going at them and I think Mahomes is going to do his thing so go for the over in this game is my, my suggestion Interesting I was thinking about the under because of just how well Chris Jones et al played against that offensive line last week but maybe we'll see a lot of George Fan, a lot of heavy sets from the Seahawks and them a bit of a, a a back and forth battle as it were and then we ended up we've ended up with one of these late season Monday night stinkers that happens every now and again so how do you make a stinker better Better Warren? You have a bet that's what you do you Exactly just, uh, that, that, that will keep you interested. That, well, I would say that, though. Uh, so Broncos at Raiders, how are we seeing it? Well, the, you know, the, the line is uh, the standard three-point line, but it's flipped the other way. So the, the, the Oakland Raiders are at home, and they're three-point underdogs. Um, you can back the Denver Broncos minus three at even money with us, or plus three for Raiders, 
at 25 to 28. The over-under is 43 points. This is the last ever game at the Coliseum. Oakland will go all out to win here. Uh, and the Bron- Broncos are going to want to play spoiler. The, the football fundamentals say the Broncos should win by running the ball and overpowering the Raiders' offensive line. But the Raiders have performed best at home. And at the current prices, with the Raiders being underdogs at home, I'd back the Raiders to win the game, actually, at 13-10. to 10. I just think it's going to be an emotional game. What are the Broncos playing for? Nothing. And, and they've just got... There's something about playing in the stadium for the last time, for the last time in Oakland. I think that Oakland might pull out a performance. So that's where I would be with this bet. Brilliant stuff, Warren. As always, full terms and conditions. You'll find that redzone.bet. Do get, uh, do remember it's over 18 zone, and please gamble responsibly. Cheers, Wazza. Cheers, Will. See you next week.